This is an Area Code podcast. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's good to just like mess up like right off the bat. There's just that Just get too. it done. Yeah. yeah. I think that is good. That's my life philosophy. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Richard Clark. And I'm Bethany Perkins. We can't stop talking about the Enneagram. So we decided to start a podcast where we get it all out of our system. We're not experts. We're just obsessed. It's No Chill Enneagram. A safe space for Enneagram fanatics. And a really dumb idea for a podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to No Chill Enneagram. I'm your host, Bethany Perkins. I'm here with my co-host, Richard Clark. How are you, Richard? I'm good. We're like hyping up the show now, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah. It's, it's been a, a weird experience. <laughs> it has. I'm excited because we have an awesome guest here with us today. Um, we have Joy Beth Smith. Hi, Joy Beth. Hi, guys. Hey. So Joy Beth is a writer, an author, a managing editor at Christianity Today. And most importantly, she is an Enneagram 2. Really, we should have led with that. In the I should have. I know, but I just felt like best for last. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But so, definitely, that's the most important part. So, Joy Beth, you have written a book called "Party of One: Truth, Longing, and the Subtle Art of Singleness," uh, which I have read, and it was amazing, and I loved it, um, and I related to everything on every page of the book. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I thought um, we would just love to talk about the Enneagram and single with singleness with you. Um, Joy Beth, do you think that being a two like helps you write a book or hurt? It's really funny. Uh, someone in publishing actually told me that they think twos are the worst people to write books. Oh, I disagree Ouch. with that. But I, um, and what her justification for that was uh, the reception of. It, it, and it was it was right before my book came out, and she was like, "You're just so um, open to pe- people's feedback for mm, better and mm, worse mm-hmm. that it's very very difficult for you to just like release it into the world um, that it, you will absorb." Oh, totally. And I was like, absolutely. Like, I have read every single Amazon review and Goodreads review and blog post <laughs> about my book. Yeah. How, do you, how do you deal with that? Like, how how was that feeling of, like, it getting out into the world? And surely you got some, like, less than stellar feedback at parts, right? Like, because you can't, like, uh, please everyone. Not because it's not a fantastic book. <laughs> right. Well, like, I really haven't gotten any negative feedback. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, I believed you. <laughs> I did too. I was going. I with totally it. believed you. I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." No, I uh, I think that what helped me was hearing that. I, honestly, it partially it helped me hearing that of like, "Oh, this is going to be hard for me," and I'm going to like want to like my natural instinct is going to want to like voraciously read all of it. Um, yeah. And it it's like self flagellation in a way of like in, yeah. inflicting pain upon yourself. Um, and so I, but I also didn't want to like deny myself that, like I, I knew that I wanted that feedback. And and part of it, I think is the two-ness in me of like, I wanted 
so desperately mm-hmm. for that book to meet a need. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that feedback, um, the desperate desire to read the feedback was, is the book actually meeting the need? Yeah. And uh, and so the, the reviews were either confirmation that it hit the mark or that it didn't. And so um, reading the reviews, it was actually really helpful because in so many ways, it was either like, yes, this absolutely met the mark, or you didn't meet the mark in this way. And as a two, especially if you're like striving to be healthy, that's the best thing you can hear is like, this didn't help me here. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, then I could have done better in this way, you know? Mm -hmm. And so especially because that whole book, like my desire was to to just like meet the need I saw, um, this hole I saw in the market of like, singleness books were trash and mm. there was such a, a desperate need for women in their 20s and 30s to like hear these things and for this conversation to start and yeah. I just didn't feel like we were having that and so for the comments for me were like either confirmation that I had done it or people telling me I could have done a better job or just like trolls so mm. yeah. I was like oh this is great like I'm getting all of the feedback that a healthy two needs mm. um yeah and if I'm not in a healthy place, then it's, you know, like those are the bad days where I just like eat a bunch of Twizzlers and cry. Yeah. <laughs> you do, do you that too? Just... <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Do you feel like, I definitely feel like twos have unique struggles with singleness, like because of our relational orientation and our attentiveness to what other people want as opposed to what we want. Does that resonate with you? Totally. Um, I This is a little bit, so I learned about Enneagram um, pretty extensively for a couple of months and then and then I like was introduced to subtypes and I feel like the two especially has like a very large range um, that the subtypes yeah. delineate like really well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I am, there are different names for it, but I'm the sexual two, which- The one-to-one. The one-to-one. And yeah. so- I hate that term sexual is I like, know, me too. It's just like really naive. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like I, someone it, came it doesn't up with that really... and said, they'll, they'll get it. Right. We'll yeah, it's what fine. Because it, I mean, it does not really have anything to do with like sexuality, really. So right. I don't know why they call it that, but right. I mean, I yeah. don't mind it. I think it's kind of fun. But it does. <laughs> well, what's funny is the website the, that I'm looking at that calls it one on one. The yeah. subtype for twos is still called seduction. seduction. Yep, seduction. And I it heard is. That. Yeah. Is that what you are, Bethany? Do you know yours? No, I'm social. Social. Okay, yeah. great. Then you can speak more to what that that nuance nuances out to. So mm-hmm. um, I think that most people, when they think of twos, actually think more of social twos. Yes. Um, because that's like the two that is like very much the one who like volunteers for everything at church and yeah. mm-hmm. is like meeting you and like meeting your needs and usually like overextending themselves. As opposed to trying to befriend everyone, their social twos are just a little bit more intentional about the people that they want to impress or get close to. That's kind of how I knew like this was my subtype because I feel like the caricature of a two is like this sweet like submissive meek and mild like servant hearted person which I just I'm not that like I'm a little more like bold and opinionated and 
And there's like a there's like a, a large amount of like intentionality with the social twos of like how they're like navigating um like mm. social relationships, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like the networking of it all and like being able to see that and not 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 in a bad way, not in a good way, but it's that idea of like you have a really strong understanding of relationships and the way that, and like power dynamics in a room and the way that they're mm-hmm. working and uh and using that to your advantage or not, but at least an understanding. Mm-hmm. Which I think is great. Um, yeah. I uh, and so I am the one on one or the sexual, and and the idea mm-hmm. is like this idea of seduction. And mm-hmm. so I read some somewhere that like when taken to the extreme, this is like the fatal attraction. Um, yeah. And I was like, and that's when I was like, oh, that's totally me, oh. the femme fatale, <laughs> because I. Um, I, I, there are lots of parts of the two when described um, by people who aren't twos where I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, that's not me. Like someone who um, volunteers too much, someone who mm-hmm. like, like you're just going to show up with a pie all the time. And I was like, yeah. why, why, that's why does everyone either. talk about pies? Like, <laughs> it's such a cliche. No, it's the worst. And yeah. I, uh, and then I read something else and it was like, you know, twos actually like, they're not, they're so much more concerned with meeting emotional needs rather than physical and i thought Mm. that was really intuitive and really really good yeah Um, that's right and that they'll meet physical but it's like they're happy to meet physical as long as it's in tandem with emotional Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and uh so like i'm gonna i'm going to come over and bring you food and talk with you Mm -hmm. um and i was like absolutely and then it's like and they will meet physical by itself but they'll probably resent that significantly more so like i'll come over and help you move but i'm not happy about it <laughs> and i oh, was like yeah wow sure and yeah. that that felt like it pegged me so much mm. um because people talk about these twos being like these really selfless like we're just going to do all of these things and i was like man that is just really not me like am i just behind the curve on mm-hmm. like spiritual growth um <laughs> But I, but then hearing that emotional, that emotional part of it, and I was like, oh, that's totally me. And then for this, for the one-on-one, it was talking about um, what you really, really crave is like intimate emotional connection with people. Mm-hmm. And so like, instead of going to a party, instead of being in, in a large social setting, anything like that, and a room full of people, I would rather be on a couch having a like serious heart-to-heart with my girlfriends mm-hmm. and a glass of wine. Yeah. And I'm like, every night of the week, that's exactly what I would rather be doing. And yeah. like vulnerability and connection and all of these things matter significantly to the one-on-one too. Um, yeah. And so I think that that's really important. But I also think to the original question, um, what that does is it makes it feel like I have a craving for obviously a spouse. Um, mm-hmm. And it also feels kind of like a waste. Like I was mm. literally built for one-on-one intimate connection. Oh, yeah. 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 And what is it, what is it good for? If I am gonna <laughs> live my whole life without a person, like yeah. my person, you know? Yeah. Uh, it feels and that that is that's a, something that I really am like having to reconcile myself with right now. Mm-hmm. Let's find out how bad it's gotten, Joy Beth. That's yes! our next that's our next <laughs> segment. Yeah. Our next segment is uh is called How Bad Has It Gotten? And that's where you tell us how bad just through <laughs> some story of how the Enneagram has gotten. How out deep of in it are you? <laughs> so my poor roommate, Lauren, she moved here last april she had no idea what enneagram was um and since she moved here in april 
I have indoctrinated her. Um, awesome. So I, we, we've not only typed her. What's um, her number? She's a nine. <gasps> My roommate is a nine. It's the best. I know. Nines are good roommates. I love her. Nines are the best. They're so accommodating. Yeah. Nines are so great for twos. It really is wonderful. She's the best. And highly she, recommend this combination for roommates. Right. right. It's and she because she is the kind of roommate where it's like, um, I really want to hang out today, but I need to go get my car washed. And she's like, Great, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like huh. nines are the chillest, most wonderful roommates. And uh and so she also um so we undertook the process of like typing every boy I've been interested in in the past year. Awesome. <laughs> So, like, whether by <laughs> their own admission bad. or by, bad. like, stalking Twitter profiles. Oh, yeah. You don't need – who cares what they have to say about it? We, we know. Right. Right. Like, yeah. I'm, like you say you're a five. I don't yeah, really no. trust that, oh, you know? Yeah. So this like, is our uh, weekly disclaimer that we're you're not supposed to type people. We do sure. it anyway. We right. do it. Podcast. Yeah. Right. Very irresponsible. Yeah. Right. And then we'll look up together. We'll look up like how my number pairs with that man's number and the oh, possible, yeah. the possible like pitfalls of that mm-hmm. relationship, you yeah. know, and she'll give me feedback on like, I think you could handle that. I don't think you could handle that. Well, remember John, he was a seven. That didn't go well. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and so she's become my Enneagram relationship coach. Yeah. Walking me through this number pairing. Yeah. It's be- it's been a really it's been a successful journey for us and I, I highly have, recommend it. I have totally done that like for myself, like um not with any real people or anything just all hypothetically, but sure. Yeah, but like thinking through like okay, uh which numbers would I would actually be a good like compatible relationship for me and which numbers do I maybe want to marry and not want to marry? I don't know. I may have thought that through extensively. Um, I, don't I know. have lists. I have them ranked. <gasps> oh, please share. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so I'm so excited that someone else does this. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> no, I think twos do this. I mean, I, I would be surprised if other twos have like not thought about this. Yeah. Richard, don't think this is weird. This is not weird. It's not no, weird. No, this is totally normal for this yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is totally normal. It's totally fine. This is a safe space. You're this not allowed to judge us. This is the definition of no chill Enneagram. I like it. It is. Yeah. Um. So, you know, also disclaimer on Enneagram coaches say that as long as two people are healthy, that it doesn't matter yeah, what their numbers yeah. are. Whatever. They say We're that. Not, they're not, they they have to say true. that because married they people are to. already married. Yes. And they're freaking out. Yeah, right. and they don't want to, yeah. Right. I'm telling you right now, twos should not be with fours. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> that is not good. That's I know. not going to work. about it. I tell people this all the time. <laughs> Y'all should break up. If it's if yeah. there's still a potential of breakup, if you haven't yes. sent the invites to the wedding yet. Yep. Call it off. Call it off. Thank you, That's Joy not going to work. Thank you. Okay. So as a four, I feel attacked right now. <laughs> Well, you're not married to a two, so it's okay. That's true. But what is it about a four that really gets gets on a... What's the problem All right. with twos and fours? Well, I, I think... Well, here's my theory. It's because fours, even at their healthiest, just are built to be self-focused. Yeah. Um, yeah. And twos even at their healthiest, are always going to be others-focused. Mm-hmm. So in this relationship between a two and a four, 
the two, even if they're seriously so healthy, is always going to be more focused on the partner or significantly focused on the partner. And the four is probably going to be um, more focused on themselves. Yeah. And to, to second that, um, I am, I'm grieving a breakup right now. And my therapist, she very kindly in the last meeting that we had, she was like, you need to find someone who will like actively take steps to get to know you. Because one of the things yeah. in my last relationship was that I was like asking a ton of questions, a ton of questions. And I was like, you know, it was maybe 70, 30, like mm. where he was talking either about him or I was asking questions about him or commenting on his mm. stuff or whatever mm-hmm. and then 30 yeah. percent was me and the 30 percent w- of me was probably volunteering not even yeah. like him question asking and she was like there are relationships that twos can be in that are 50 50 and i was like what yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she because, was like because you're with a partner who's pulling it out of you yeah and i, I feel like honestly as twos like we might be happy to do that for a while yeah. but then eventually we'll realize like We'll get resentful because we do that. So can I just say that it's really ironic we're talking about how self-involved fours are on a <laughs> podcast where I don't get to talk about myself at all. Like you guys are this is not not this is the most torturous experience I've had in a long time. Is which it? I I think it's a really good segue to our next segment, which okay. is oh my gosh, you guys, Russell Moore. <laughs> is kind of open to the Enneagram and he is an Enneagram four. Yeah, he is. So yeah. Joy Beth, did you know this? Do we, do we believe that about him? I, I do. Okay. So we need I some do. background here. Yeah. The, uh, Russell Moore. I think Bethany, you sent me a link to this podcast. I did. And it was like, Russell because Moore did a podcast on the Enneagram. I was freaking out because I love <laughs> Russell Moore. <laughs> But I definitely thought he was a one. I I said one wing too. Yeah, but however, fours integrate to type one. Mm-hmm. So he, mm-hmm. I think he's just a really healthy four. Listen, if you followed him during the election, you know that this man is a four. He okay. could not restrain himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked that. And he was convinced. Like, here is a person. I related to him quite a bit during the election because he... Uh, because I had started a new job that felt high stakes and suddenly like history was happening. And I was like, I, my legacy matters here. Oh, wow. And you start acting out in all sorts of interesting ways. Like (laughs) I'm not saying for better or worse. I'm just saying you start doing stuff. What'd you do? Did you get a, like a tattoo or something? No, like in your <laughs> in your role, in the role oh. you're in, right? Like oh, I, mean, I was an editor, okay. so I started not impulsive the, things, just like doing your job. Yeah, you're trying oh, to do okay, your job sorry. in a way that history will look kindly on. Oh yeah, that you're concerned very much with legacy, questions okay. of legacy, and yeah. uh, I don't know what are people gonna think that about makes sense. you and the work that you did. Yeah. So Joy Beth, how I mean, how does that make you feel knowing that Russell Moore is a four? I mean, I'm actually a little upset by it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because yeah, I, I really love Oress. I am so frustrated <laughs> right now. Richard is so offended. We love fours. We do. Well, the funny thing about fours is um, I'm offended, but also I totally agree with you guys. Thank you. Being a four is the worst. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh. 
Yeah, I bet it is. Mm. No. I actually, like, but I also relate so much to fours. Like, I just feel like I have a little really? four living inside of me. Yeah. Why? Ta- ta- what? <laughs> okay, because... <laughs> Because I, my kind of like um, default is like melancholy a little bit. And um, if I'm not careful, I guess, I can really withdraw and I can really spiral into like some sadness and, uh, and like feeling really sorry for myself and thinking a lot about myself, um, which probably I don't know if that's a very two I think it's more of a four thing about me but here's the deal four for twos is a growth number so it is yeah but so doesn't that mean you're more healthy than Joy Beth it sounds like (laughs) yeah I'm so much more healthier than you because I get really melancholy and sad (laughs) perfect no (laughs) so I have learned or I've heard that um, you can go to both like the high side and the low side of both your stress and growth number. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when you feel secure in your needs, in your number, you can just kind of default go to the low side of your growth number. You don't just automatically go to the high side of your four. Yeah, I've definitely done that. Growth number. Yeah. My growth number, which is one, I've definitely Mm -hmm. found myself like being really um, like, oh, here's what happens. I get really like, proud and convinced of my own awesomeness and so i'm secure right yeah Um, and then i start being a super like a pharisee i've been called a pharisee before like rule oriented feeling like i have the structure that will make everything work Mm -hmm. all of that stuff yeah yeah so i think that's just a sign of like being feeling secure in the needs of your type but not necessarily like doing all the work of going to the high side of your growth number. Maybe we can get Dr. Moore to come on and, uh, I bet we could. And just like rail (laughs) against twos. (laughs) No, he's married to a two though. He's married to a two. Wow. I'm never going to have my moment in the sun. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to rail against twos when he's on anyway. I'm just going to be like, twos are the worst, huh? (laughs) We're not saying that fours are the worst. We're just saying. I feel like Joy Beth may have said the words. (laughs) Fours are the worst. You can't prove it. I just would like to point out that Joy Beth, if you would have married Russell Moore before he got married. Okay, this is weird. (laughs) Your your name would be Joy Beth Moore, which I think is funny. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) This is important. (laughs) This <laughs> yeah, it is. we are rewriting history right now. Yeah, but and so for that reason, I hope that Russell Moore doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to circle back to which numbers she wants to marry. Oh yeah, because we didn't. We just said not fours, and that's it. Wait. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> circle back. Yeah. Um. So I. Yeah, not fours, boo, but... Boo fours. But I would... (laughs) Love fours. But love fours. Um, My most recent experience was with a five. Mm -hmm. And Bethany, I don't know if you've ever talked to someone who was a five. Oh, yeah. I have tons of fives in my life. 
And I have found that I really like fives. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is going to be a good idea. In practice, it was very hard. I totally get it. Yeah. Because I I... think that there are like competing needs going on. Mm. Of like the two has a desire for like intimacy and like relational needs. And Mm. their desire is that they're like their fears that they're like too much and that their needs are too much. And then the Uh fives like fear is or the fives need is for privacy um and they like just wall up and put a shield up and they aren't letting anyone in and so uh in friendships i don't think that this really like rears its head too badly in a Mm -hmm. relationship it definitely um can throw you a curveball so yeah um for that reason i am happy to collect five friends Mm -hmm. i think i may shy away from dating another one yeah all right, so who's your top three that you do want yeah, to date? What's three. your top three numbers? All right, so the two and the eight are supposed to be the ideal pairing. Really? Yeah. Because... Uh, uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. That's surprising to me. Uh, you know, I just read it. I, eight uh, is not high on my list, but... Well, because most... Eights get a bad rep. Eights, I mean, yeah, eights get a bad rep, but it's, it's something about the, like... I mean, the eights are, like, heavy pursuers, you know? And so I think mm. it is that idea that the eight would yeah, draw out the true. two, mm. and yeah. the two would just, like like love and support the, the I mean, who knows? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like a good, healthy one, not a weird mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. but a good, healthy one, especially yeah. if it's a wing two. But, you know, if they have too much two in them, then, then we're competing twos and that's not going to work. Um, yeah. So you don't want to marry another two? No. I thought for a hot second that (laughs) maybe um because like i'm still thinking for a hot second about that oh my gosh i know i because i read this thing by russell rowe about tutus um getting together and he was like this never works because both of you don't want to be the center of the other person's universe crushing my dreams right now i have a worse idea two fours (laughs) yeah I, oh, wow. Guys, I tried it. I tried marrying to, uh, to another four. Two fours. <laughs> and, and I tried marrying another four. I was married to one, and it did not oh, go well. It was yeah. bad. I, yeah, I can imagine. I actually know two fours and a really healthy marriage. Well. Two fours, middle children, got married, <laughs> and they are, like, happy as can be. Middle wow. children, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, like, drawn to each other in that weird, like you know magnetic way that middle children are yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense yeah uh and then my number one pick sevens yeah that is shocking to me (gasps) you know that that's high up there for me Uh, it's shocking well you mentioned earlier that like the the one guy was a seven it didn't work for this reason you didn't elaborate but in my brain i was thinking yeah twos and sevens would not work because sure they would I don't know. It just feels like, especially like um, with your subtype, you'd be focused on an intimate one-on-one thing and a seven's like squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, see, here's my thing about seven. See, when I was first like first thinking through this, um, because as I've said, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, Seven was like the number, like the number one number that I would want to marry. But they, if they are not capable of, like, facing, like, the dark, sad emotions, yeah. I can't deal with that. Because, like I said, mm-hmm. like, I go there a lot. Um, but what appeals to me about them is, like, that they're fun and, like, 
outgoing and those types of things. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I love yeah. that they like, like I said too, I, I, I don't know if this is a two thing or just a me thing. I mean, I really want to experience the really fun parts of life, but I of, often don't want to like, I don't know, like initiate that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the idea of like living beside someone who helps me like live that life would be really fun. But mm-hmm. I think uh, you're right. I mean, I've met some twos who do such a wonderful job of facing down horrible nasty parts and then i've met some twos who are are literally incapable um Mm. and so you're like oh i don't yeah it would be kind of a um risky business trying to figure out which which camp they're in yeah let's type people in things do you want to do uh parks Parks and and rec yeah let's type let's type parks and rec characters um and start with the obvious Actually, they're all kind of... I actually think this is maybe the easiest show to type people. It is. So let's do it. All right. Does anyone have a disagreement that Leslie Nope is a three with no wing at all? What? I thought... <laughs> I would think she's a one. She's a hard what? one. Yeah, she's a one. You guys are One wing, nuts. two. <laughs> you know, I... No, I, she's totally a one. I did think a three. And then... Uh, but it, it is her strength of conviction yes. on everything... Yep, it's all about like the the right and uh, wrong, the absolutes. Like this is the right thing to do. We're doing it. It's not about like her own personal success. Okay. Yeah, she That's is ambitious, true. but she is. You know, there are smart people who aren't fives. What about Ann Perkins? Oh, Ann Perkins. She's she's got to be the two of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Especially she's like the her support. like changing to fit her boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I was like, oh yep. Lord. Ann Perkins, you're convicting my soul right now. Oh, That's Lord. awesome. Yeah, two two wing three maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah, I can see it. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a nurse. That takes some takes oh, some yeah. drive. Yeah, and she actually did. She uh, transferred to the Scranton branch. So. Um, that, sorry, that's a the office. <laughs> oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just went brain dead for a second um mark <laughs> let's here's a throwback mark brandanowitz oh my gosh this is a deep cut right uh i was kind of thinking six for him remind me about him well he was a city planner mm-hmm. and he vanished <laughs> out of, he vanished uh he left if he vanished, right. maybe he was a nine. He yeah. just went invisible. I think one of the problems is like he just wasn't well developed, even when oh. he was there. Like he just didn't really play much of a role. He was just normal guy. He almost felt like the straight guy. Like Parks and Rec is a show that really doesn't have a straight person. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the comedy sense, right? Yes, the straight gotcha. man. Um, <laughs> like everyone's a little goofy. Even Anne gets a little goofy yeah. in her two-ness sometimes. Yeah. But Mark just felt like the guy looking around like, who are these people? Yeah. I feel like he's probably a nine. Oh, nine. Yeah. I was, yeah. yeah. So. Um, what do you think, Joy Beth? Do you agree? I, I'm i trying to think, you know, I, I hated him so much. <laughs> and the only number I feel that way about is a four. So. <laughs> Wow! I was not prepared for this. I'm just uh, kidding. I'm just kidding. For this buff, this buffeting. 
Oh my um, gosh. Tom Haverford. This is a hard one in my opinion. Oh no. Mm. Tom's a three. He's what? a three. No doubt. He's so ambitious. No that doubt. man's trying to take over the whole world twice. Not a but, seven. Yeah. Not a seven. No, 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 no. Chris Traeger is a seven for sure. Okay, so but, we got yeah, I think we all agree that Chris Traeger is a seven. Yeah. The sevenest seven that has ever been. Uh Ron Swanson. That feels like a six. Eight. To me. Oh. Five? <laughs> Oh, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not like, he's a withdrawing type. Uh-huh. Okay, for sure. yeah. And he's yeah, got yeah. all those weird interests that fives have. For sure, a five. And he hoards yeah. information. Uh-huh. He does. That's what made me think he was a six because he like refuses to get library cards and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Five um, wing six. Yeah. But it's, but I think it's less about worst case scenarios and more about, though he is a little bit of a, like a. Being private. He's a little bit of like what, uh, an apocalypse prepper or whatever. Uh-huh. A doomsday yeah. prepper. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah five wing like six that. seems right to me. Yeah. What about April ben? Ludgate? April, April Ludgate oh. is, I think, the best April's number. an eight. No. Oh. What? She's I think she has to be. She's a four, guys. Uh, <laughs> Joy Beth. Ooh. What do you think? <laughs> break this tie. Wait, yeah, break the tie. T- Eight tell or me four. your reasons. I just feel like she's she is to... aggressive. Like, she's a... but she's attracted <laughs> ahead, to darkness. <laughs> <laughs> she's attracted to darkness. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Do you know what I I I would peg April as a four, but do you know who I do think is a female eight? Okay. Female eight. Donna? Donna. Yeah. yeah, Donna. Not a two? No. No, you're right. <laughs> no. I, do, I, just, I just have to say, so April and Andy, um, I have a couple friends who like are April and Andy, like especially when they first got together and got married, their personalities just were the exact same as April and Andy. And mm. my friend, the wife is an eight and the husband is a nine. Um, and it just, it was like the most surreal, surreal thing watching that show and knowing my friends. And it was just like the same. But Interesting. So that's maybe why I think April's an eight because she reminds me so much of my friend Allison. But, but also Andy th- makes me think of a seven. He does. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's a nine. I think he's a seven. Oh, really? I kind of thought maybe seven wing six. In my head, I kind of have had him as a six because he's so stinking loyal and like, mm. you know, devoted, especially like to to Leslie after Leslie like bailed him out and all of this stuff. But I, I can. Yeah, sure. He's seven. Sure. Andy is not concerned <laughs> about worst case scenarios. No, I don't. My argument oh, yeah. Yeah. He, did, he has no fear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ben Wyatt. Six. Mm. I think six. Yeah, for totally. sure. I think that formative experience as being a mayor, <laughs> that is yep. what's called a childhood wound. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Ben. Oh, that's sad. Um, okay. We talked about, all right. What about Craig Middlebrooks? Uh, Billy Eichner, <laughs> Billy Eichner's character. Oh yeah! Oh, oh man, is what he is an unhealthy too? I just hmm. love and I love and I love and I can't get anything back. 
Yeah, uh, Wikipedia describes him as overly passionate, so uh-huh. I could I, see that I being a I love that character so much. Yeah, I could see that. What about cool. John Ralphio? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Definitely seven. Um, like, he's got a lot of pain he's escaping. <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I could see him being a seven or a three as well oh uh-huh because as we all agreed tom haverford is a three well <laughs> on a related note um can we make enneagram slang happen that's the name of our next segment where we try and make enneagram slang happen and determine what do you got for us whether that's a good idea well first i wanted to ask joy beth if you had any oh, okay enneagram slang you wanted to try and make happen um, I like to use the numbers as verbs. Ooh. So, um, oh yeah. For instance, I was in a conversation with a friend, and she she's a two, and I'm a two, and uh, I sh- we were both like kind of having really crappy days, and but I like sacrificed my crappy day to ask her questions about her crappy day, and mm-hmm. then when it came out that I had had a crappy day, she was like, "Oh, you tooed me." Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I did. I'm so sorry. That slang works better for some numbers than others, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, okay. Like maybe- I'm just saying, I grew up using two as a verb, and it didn't mean Enneagram-related things. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can uh, what is it called when you take back a word, and you like reclaim it, and you... I think it's reclaiming it. Reclaim it? Yeah, we're going to reclaim it, Richard. Okay. Yeah, it's not going to mean that anymore. Reclaim dropping a deuce. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, so like you just got forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like you're totally foring out right now. Yeah. If you're I'm, getting like real emo on me and I'm tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Can't. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you just got nined. That is like not a thing, I don't think. Yeah, what is that? It's like when you ask someone where they want to go eat and they're like, I don't care. Yes. Like yeah. you're nining on me and I really just need you to make a decision. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or when they just like fall asleep. That's a call. <laughs> My roommate that's does a that. Four, that's a fouring thing. You know, I don't know. I think nines like sleeping <laughs> is like their thing. I think they have a monopoly on sleeping. <clears throat> they're very They do spiteful. not have a monopoly on them on it. That's for sure. <laughs> Okay, nines and fours share it. All right, uh, just real quick, I'm going to try an, an Enneagram. I think Joy Bestling might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start doing that for sure. For some numbers, I'm still not convinced that it can work for all of them. Okay. Um, because you just won, like, that's confusing. Yeah. Wond. Yeah, it would have to be one. Wond. Like, all he wond. Yeah. Um. You're just wanting all over the place. And then people are like, do you not, are you having a stroke? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, my Enneagram slang real quick is uh, growthers. What? Growthers. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, an, that's a person who is really into the Enneagram and wants it to use it as a method of growth as opposed to just like, oh, that's what I am. Growthers? We're growthers. <laughs> that sounds like a medical condition. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. It does. 
Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, so gonna, that's not going to happen. I don't think we can make that happen. And what would it be called? Like, someone <laughs> told me that the purpose of Enneagram was to, like, not only teach you about yourself, but to have compassion for other people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. would that be called, like, compassionators? No, that would be called <laughs> empathars. <laughs> <laughs> and also, wow. I like how you just made me feel stupid. Like, no. <laughs> compassionators. It's empathars. No, what a silly name. <laughs> it's this one. <laughs> yeah, so um I'm thinking that no. I don't think we can make that happen. I mean, right. you can try. Okay. I won't stop you. Well, um no, I'm not going to try. I feel embarrassed to just randomly call myself a growther in conversation. <laughs> I actually want you to do that now. <laughs> I think it's how much emphasis you're putting on the th like growthers okay growthers is that how you say like it rhymes with grover grother grother no they're both weird it's just weird growthers (laughs) all right endorsements this is where we suggest uh specific things for specific numbers to do that will help them in life or make them feel better or whatever but in this case because it's joy beth we want Joy Beth you to give some dating tips for each number or at least specific numbers. Some of yeah. Maybe something we haven't talked a lot about. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe not fours or five five. Or twos. Please or not. Or twos. We've abused them enough. So how, what are some dating tips for ones, Joy Beth? Oh my or just gosh. One, one dating tip. I know. I now I'm I can kind give of them. trying to even imagine like what would a dating tip for a one be? Okay, I'll start. Okay. Ones, like when you're on a date and your meal comes and it's not right, don't do anything about it. Just be okay, okay? Just roll with it. Just roll with it. That's good. That's good. All right. Yeah. Threes. Well, twos. We're skipping twos because we're (laughs) running low on time. No, but I want a a dating tip. All right. Quick. Yeah. Twos. Uh, I would say you have to... There are lots of things in our lives that we try and control, like have our hands mm-hmm. on the dials on and we're trying to control. And mm-hmm. um, you can't do that with lots of things in dating. And so oh, shoot. like lots of relationships <laughs> and all of that from the beginning, you have to just take your hands off the dials and see okay. how it unfolds. So I'm going to write that down in my journal. My therapist told me, you so you're welcome to it. Oh, I have lots of journals. Hey, uh, can I ask a quick question about your therapist? Yeah. Uh, what's their name what's and their number? Name and number? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to ask, do they know about the Enneagram? Yes. That's int- Did you specifically ask for someone who did? No. So when I started therapy, I thought about it, but then I was like, I don't want to be that guy who does that. So I, you know, I don't want to have to. So my therapist doesn't know what the Enneagram is. And I'm Yet. constantly having to explain it to them because mm-hmm. I'm like. The best way for me to explain this is, and then she's like, okay. And then I just feel bad that I spend most of my time explaining what numbers are. You're like, I just really like Ford really bad today. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, my therapist knew what it was. And actually my therapist is a two, which is funny. (gasps) Nice. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Threes, Bethany, we're just going to go in circle. And so everyone can get some chances yeah i think i would imagine threes should really be intentional about trying hard not to show off or like working too hard to impress the person that they are on a date with 
Mm, that's good. Just just be yourself. Yeah, they're not interested in your achievements in that moment. Nope. Uh, fours. Take it away, Richard. Ask questions. Just oh. don't do anything else but ask <laughs> questions. Don't talk about yourself. Look, you. let's be honest. You will talk about yourself. Yeah. But try not to. Just try to ask questions. That's good. Joy Beth fives. Yeah. Um, I think that you should try and remember that you have way less of a need for the other person than they have of you. So whatever mm. amount of time you think has passed since your since your last communication or message or whatever. Oh, that is good. Like they That's think excellent. three times the amount of time has passed. So you should definitely message her, him, whoever, um, mm-hmm. and reach out and yada, 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 because they're freaking out already. I'm really mm-hmm. satisfied with this segment right now. This is going yeah. well. This is good. <laughs> Don't screw it up, Bethany. It's okay. your turn. Okay. Uh, Sixes. No pressure or anything. Um, sixes. Try with all of your might not to overthink everything. Um, maybe just I I don't know. I don't know exactly how to tell you not to do that, but I think that <laughs> You sound like an Enya thought right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, try to do the opposite of your natural inclination to <laughs> overthink everything. What would happen if today you didn't do that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Um, sevens. Sevens. I would say you should trust your instincts when it comes to date planning. Hmm. Uh, because you're a really good date planner. You know how, how to have a good time. Yeah. So plan that date. Lean into the date planning aspect of it. That's good. For Joy eights, Beth, eights, I would say that you you probably have great, strong communication in pursuing what you want. Um, use that to your advantage, but also be gentle. So if you are pursuing mm-hmm. someone wholeheartedly, um, that can feel great to some people. It can also scare a whole bunch of people off. So mm-hmm. tread yeah. lightly and let people down lightly as you go. Nice. That's good. Nines. nines. I think for nines, they should be okay talking about themselves and like letting themselves be known um, and be present. Sweet. Yeah. Joy Beth. As you go, we like to send our guests off with some parting advice from the lens of the Enneagram because yes. we are not experts, but we are obsessed. Yeah. Uh, it's just so wise. The what, two is, of us. <laughs> what is a problem or an issue you're having in your life that you need advice about? If you don't have one, I have one for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I'm very curious as to know. It's what just you based on problems. something we talked about earlier. Um, okay. I, I want you to double problem solve. I want a husband and whatever you think mine is. Mine mine was um, what your next book should be. Oh, okay. Oh. That too. You want a husband? That's your. That's the thing you want. That feels off brand to me. <laughs> Um, Richard, I think you should just, you should just go ahead and answer this one and I'll just listen. The husband one? Yeah. I don't know how to find a husband. (laughs) I've never done that. 
I can tell you what Jennifer did. Uh, What'd she do? Be consistent at at your church small group. Oh, pff, I've been yeah. doing that for years. <laughs> that's, some, that's some real lame Come advice. On. No, here's my advice. Okay. You got you got to stop looking, and once you stop looking, <laughs> oh shut God will up! Bless you. Shut up! <laughs> I'm wow. trying to think of not jokey, f- terrible advice. Okay, why don't but you just like, tackle the book? Saying no, but saying I how do I find a husband is like saying like how do I make a bunch of money? Like yeah, well, you asked obviously. me what my problem was. That's but our that's, yeah. I have the same life problem. By that's the way. not really like a good. <laughs> That's not a good life okay, problem. Okay, we're not here to judge life problems. That's true. Okay. We'll just open it up to our listeners. Tell Joy Beth how to find a husband. Yes! Yeah. Me too, uh, also. All right. Uh, here's what your next book should be about. All right. Through the lens of the Enneagram. If you're mm. an Enneagram 2, your growth line is to 4. So I think it should be something that disciplines you into that number this is how this is kind of how i work professionally is i like put myself in positions where i have to grow as a person and Mm -hmm. so i think if you can write a book that forces you to exercise those four uh those four things Mm -hmm. then just four it up just allows you to four some some stuff (laughs) then uh, i think that would be good I'm trying to think of a concrete... Oh, write a memoir. That's what you should do. Mm, nope. Yeah, I was just... Try again. So a book um, about, like, that requires me to, like, own my needs and talk about hard things. And yeah. All of that. Yeah. So maybe just write the book you just wrote, but over again. I uh, hope that's great. helpful. <laughs> great. <us>. Great. <laughs> I will take all of this into consideration. This has been No Chill Enneagram. It is hosted and produced by Richard Clark and Bethany Perkins. Edited by Richard Clark. Theme music is Max Flashback by Lee Rosenberg. We want to hear from you. If you're an Enneagram number 9, 4, 2, or 7, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. If you are a 6, please only do this if you trust us. If you are an 8 or a 1, please do not leave us a review on iTunes. But you can feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, where we'd love to be challenged by you or hear from your overflowing inner critic. Our Twitter handle is at NoChillEnnyapod. That's at NoChillEnnyapod. Enneagram number five. Please include us in your next exhaustive list of hilarious podcasts. And threes. You can just give us credit after we inspire you to do whatever amazing thing you're going to do next. If you are a number one through nine and you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast wherever podcasts are subscribable. This is an Area Code podcast.